Welcome to another episode of Halos in the Infield, the podcast version with your host, Todd Fox. And welcoming back the ever so beautiful. Hi, what is up, you pieces of trash? It's Courtney. What is up, Courtney? And then we have somebody else who's filling in, who does the pregame shows. His name is... Uh, James Gonzalez, and uh, I'm happy to be here tonight. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he came with he came with he came with it hard right there. He's all James Gonzalez. Right. <laughs> that's not that's not how enthusiastic you were before we started this, but that's for another yeah. story. Yeah. I was trying to <laughs> You're, yeah, you have trying to bring to. it in. Just... Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get this uh show started. R- real quick before I do though, please leave a five star rating on our podcast version or like and subscribe to the YouTube page. It helps us out with the algorithms and everything. Comment and leave something smart, funny, sassy, and, we, and with your handle, whatever social media you're on, and we'll throw you back something cool as a thank you. So with that being said, how's everyone doing? What are we feeling about the Angels so far after they come off this series uh four game set with Texas? <laughs> oh wow okay i don't know how to feel i feel like one is the rangers this is a this is a series that should have already been granted and guaranteed that we would have won um i'm still alarmed at the fact that we had a walk-off versus miami but that's a whole other story um but I mean, this is to be expected of the Angels. We should have taken the series anyway. Anyway, um, now Mike Trout is on a day-to-day basis. That's lovely um, for those of you. He got hit by a pitch today. Got taken out in the fifth, I believe. Yeah. Um, that was great. Um, so now we have to watch that. Um, I do like what I see sometimes when it comes to our aggressive base running. Um, I think some of our guys, you know, Ward, Wade, and Velasquez, uh, very aggressive on the base paths, but just slow your roll. Um, we pay you to get on first base, not to get thrown out at second. So that'd be great. <laughs> Why don't we just calm that down a little bit? But I mean, other than that, I think this series was good to just get our sticks alive. Um, that's really all that we needed and just to have a more consistent lineup. And what's with these random off days? We just started. Why yeah. do we keep handing out days off like it's candy? Like, just don't do it. Like, we need to get our guys in. Like, I don't know if it's like a spring training thing because like we only had the two weeks of spring training. We're still trying to test guys out. But at this point in time, I think just have your solid nine or 10 and leave it at that. And let's just keep it pushing. I like that take so far. Uh, what about you, James? Uh, started out well, you know, with the Miami series. Uh, we were there, of course, on Monday, and it felt great. Tuesday, of course, listening to the game, um, it's like, man, why are we having so much trouble trying to win this game? Uh, you know, winning 4-3 like that in 10, you know, obviously that felt good in an off day. And then Thursday came, it was like, oh, yeah, I remember how this feels. And I remember the, the post game was just a bash 
of anyone and everyone. Mm -hmm. And uh, it felt like old times again. And it felt like <laughs> the month of August, honestly, where everybody's just piling on knowing the season's over. And you have Friday and Saturday, which was, you know, awesome. Sunday comes and you're, you're feeling confident. And then in that fifth ending, Mike Trout, instead of turning back, he turns into the pitch. Yeah. Granted, it was 81 miles per hour uh, slider. He turns into it and it hits some flesh from what I heard Mark Linkston say. So I'm like, I'm nervous about that. You know, he's day to day and aren't we all? Uh, got the series coming with uh, Houston three games. They lost their closer, Presley, for 10 days. And, you know, I I'm just wondering how that goes. But, uh, you know, I'm still kind of nervous about the season. Always have been, always will be. Nothing's ever easy for this ball club. We all know that. Yeah, it's going to take, uh, since we've had a playoff run since 2014, it's going to take a good while before we get confidence fully. You know, everything's got to be different. Everything's got to change. We've seen a lot of change in the offseason. Uh, Courtney brought up, and you got, and James brought up some good points. And to Courtney's point, as far as the team, like <clears throat> not being too consistent, hitting the ball. Uh, being maybe a little aggressive on the bags, uh, not keeping the same lineup, having days off early. Some teams are going to play with that until, I guess, and we'll see how that works. Like if it's too much of a good thing or if it's being really precautionary and it'll pay off for the guys in August and September. Because I've seen some other teams that are just playing their starting nine every day, every day, every day, every day. Their only off day is if they have an off day. Uh, so we're not doing that. You know, we're experimenting every day. We've all said it on, on either show, even on the podcast. We hate the one-two with Otani and, and Trout. And look, it worked in these first, you know, the last three games of Texas, but it hadn't worked up until then. And now a big show-me series is with Houston. And again, is the one-two going to be the part that hurts the lineup? Because the last few games, we've seen the lineup come around. But like you both said, it's Texas. You know, they're tech's ass. They've been this way for a while. They're still another year or two away. We should be miles ahead of them. And mm -hmm. we played toe-to-toe -to -toe with them for most of the series. So that's the disconcerting thing, especially that, like you guys mentioned, that 10-5 to loss on opening mm -hmm. uh, the opening game of the series where, you know, the game just got away from Otani, and he picked up his, his second L. So that wasn't good, right? And thoughts on that first game, um, we'll touch on each of these games briefly. So you want to go first? And, Courtney, what you thought about that 10-5 to 5 loss with Otani? Trash. Um, it's, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think just having Otani start um, – granted, Otani wasn't throwing his best in the first place. Mm -hmm. But I really think a lot of it has to do with the fact that there's no lineup protection either. Yep. Um, our sticks ne somehow never come alive when Otani is throwing. And it's very disheartening. And I think that even happened, I think, in the Houston game, too, for opening day. Yep. Because um, that that actually wasn't even a great loss either. Um, I think that was barely even a loss at all. Three to one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's something that can definitely we can come back from. But our our lineup and our sticks just go cold all of a sudden. Um, to me personally, it feels like when Otani throws, like when he's throwing and hitting, the team expects him to carry the team mm -hmm. on his back 
like the mm-hmm. one man wonder that he is. <laughs> and it's just like, no, like you can't do that. Like you need that run support. You need the lineup protection. You need all of that, especially when Otani is throwing. Like, of course we need it when everybody's throwing, but especially when Otani is throwing. Like, don't, just don't do him like that. Um, I didn't watch the first game completely. I was practicing with my little ones, mm-hmm. but um yeah, I think I think that's just one thing that I've noticed not only from this season already, but in last season too. Whenever Otani is throwing, it seems like Otani always has a greater loss record. Like I'm not too sure what his record was was last season, but it seems like he picks up a lot of L's solely because of no lineup protection and run protection for for him. Well, he definitely got a lot of no decisions last year. Uh I think he only dropped two, if I'm not mistaken. Two. Maybe nine yeah. and two. Yeah, nine and two, but he could have he could have gotten something close to like eighteen wins last year, maybe nineteen. But he yeah. got a lot of no decisions because, like you said, the run support was not there. Oh, real. Uh, so go ahead for. Uh, I was going to call you Fernando. Go ahead, James, and give me your uh, thoughts on that first game. Uh, yeah, with Otani giving up six, you were kind of behind from the start. There, he only went three and two thirds. Mm-hmm. He did struck out five. Strike out five. Uh, not much from the offensive standpoint, you know, Trout Homer to hit that 472 bomb to center field, uh, Stassi hit a home run, but that was pretty much it. They were just lucky to get five, you know, three later in the game, but it just didn't do much. Uh, and again, like I mentioned, uh, it felt like old times with divisional opponents where you just know, okay, we're not... I just hope to split the series, honestly. I do not want to get uh, swept or three out of four. Instead, I want three out of four. Instead, I want to sweep. And mm-hmm. that feeling after that uh, game and the post-game show was just all of everything bad. Hate, anger, anger, <laughs> aggression, you know, like, oh, this is happening again. And it's earlier in the season. It's not, you know, mid-June or July when things start to crumble. It's happening right away, and that's how I felt after that game. And Dunning, the starter for Texas, you know, he was he was giving up runs, but uh, I wish he was he was still in the game long enough to uh, beat him up even more. Then maybe the Angels would have had more of a chance. But losing ten to five on that Thursday, it just hurt, honestly. Yeah, in that game, <clears throat> I noticed the Rangers, Dunning, he he switched up his mentality, the way he pitched. He went with realizing the strike zone was low and down. He kept his pitches down, and I think that's what turned the tide for him. He didn't pick up the win, I don't think, because he didn't go long enough. But he had thrown a lot of pitches to stabilize the game. Otani didn't, and he got himself yanked. And I think pressure, going back to what Courtney said, when he pitches, was always on Otani to do everything. But I think it's worse this year because they're batting him leadoff. Like, dude can't even get to the dugout and rest. He's got to go right back out there. Like, for me, I would I would put him fourth so that at worst you're on the on-deck circle and then and it's in the bottom of the first. You know, you have plenty of time. A couple batters are in ahead of you, plus the other guy that's going to bat third. And it gives you time to relax, take a look at the pitcher, get your mindset switched over from a pitcher to a, a hitter. But they don't do it that way. Joe Madden's smoking that good good, and he just wants him leading off right away. So uh, yeah, that game that game was tough to watch, you know, because you don't want to start on the road already zero and one, and to a team that, you know, again, frankly, they should be better. So, um, moving on to game two, 
this was a game that was very extremely frustrating. This was a hindsight being 2020 or whatever it is, a hindsight game. Angels win this one 9-6, to six, but it's how they won it and the unbelievable call in the game. Who wants to take a crack at this one first? Is that the one where we intentionally walked Corey Seager? Exactly. <laughs> um, I think Mike Trout's face said it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they panned to him. Um, <laughs> um, I don't, it's, I don't know. After, especially after game one of that series, mm -hmm. I don't know. It seemed like everybody was hot in that Rangers lineup. Mm -hmm. So as much as people want to DFA Madden and say like, oh, we shouldn't have done that. Um, I honestly don't know. I feel 50-50 about it. Like, oh, okay. I don't think it was the complete worst decision ever. Um, you know, I don't... I, I, don't, I genuinely don't know. And especially with Corey Seager, because it's not like Corey Seager isn't a player that we haven't faced before. Like, obviously, he knows Angels pitching because of freeway series in, mm -hmm. in years past. So, I don't know. It, I think overall, the decision came with good intentions. And thankfully, we did come out with that win because I know if we didn't and if we did lose there would probably be other reasons why we would have lost, but people would blame Madden solely because of that one move. Like, it's because we walked Seager. And it's like, <laughs> no, there was 50 other things wrong with the game too. Like, calm down. But I don't know. I'm 50-50 about it. I don't think it was the completely wrong move. Okay. Let's, let's get your take, James. <clears throat> For me, you want to do everything uh, by the book. You don't want to just give runs. You want them to earn every damn run. And Mark Langston, you know, on the call, when I was listening at work, I was heated because I'm thinking that's not winning baseball. You know, that's not something you do professionally and get away with it, especially if you lose. And I think Langston tried to put it as delicate as he could. Because you know he has to, they have to be kind of homer to the angels. Yep. You know, you you kind of cater to Artie, and you don't say anything negative as much as possible. But him being a pitcher himself, he had to he had to say, well, that that kind of disgusts me, and uh, you make him earn every run, and that's the way I felt about it. I felt angered about it, honestly. Um, and I think more of that had to do with the loss on Thursday to say, hey, the way you lost 10 to 5 and you're just giving up a run. And unfortunately, I think um, they got out of that with just that run or three, I can't recall. But uh, I think he had uh, a single after whoever was after Seager. Right. Single. And I think it was in the second inning, if I recall. Um, you know, I, again, I, I was just really mad about it. And uh, I know it's been done before. I think Joe Madden did it back in 2008 against Josh Hamilton. Mm -hmm. And then they ended up uh, getting the win in that. And I think the previous five times that somebody did it, it was uh, the Diamondbacks to Barry Bonds, I think. And they ended up winning that game back in 98 or 99. So I guess if you want to, you know, say it was a good move, you could do it. But, you know, I, I'm more, I'm more, hating it 
and especially if they lost, it's almost like a fireball offense to me or something you remember mm-hmm. forever if you remember Joe Madden's tenure. His legacy. Uh, yeah. What legacy here? Um, <laughs> it, yeah, it was just – it was painful to hear, honestly. And then you see the, the the confusion with Mike Trout. You see Corey Seager looking like, oh, okay. And he just throws the bat yeah. away. Okay, I'll just go for it. Yeah, you don't you want you want them to earn every run run like Mark Langston said. So I, I thought it was bogus, honestly. So that's better to just have the one run than to pos- potentially give up two or three. That or was grand slam. yeah, that was his thinking because Corey Seager does hit fastballs in the in that position. It was Austin Warren who throws primarily right, fastballs, and uh, Seager is usually tore up Angel pitching. But we've seen a bunch of guys who've torn up angels pitching and they still pitch to him with the bases loaded matt olson we've pitched to him many a times with the bases loaded he either hits grand slams or doubles or triples and this isn't barry bonds so like when i saw that <clears throat> i immediately went online and live which i wound up taking it down afterward because you know as as fast as i was doing the live because uh warren balked in the next run and then there was a sacrifice so there was so th- three runs scored anyway yeah and, and, and so like I was I was ripping Joe and it was trending on um on Twitter fire Joe Madden and then all of a sudden it's a home run by uh Suzuki then two run homer by uh you know um uh, Otani before I could finish my live the Angels had just tied it you know so I mean it you want to just grab Madden and shake him like you know and be like what are you thinking and then and then all of a sudden like cuz he's like oh I did this to motivate my team I think that is a stupidest thing ever to say i don't think he intentionally did that but whatever it worked unfortunately because i hindsight being what it is it's like you mean i don't know i mean i don't know how to feel like one moment like i said i want to shake him and then the other be like boy that was ballsy as hell you know i think and i think that's the thing and it's not only for you todd and i think all of us all of us as angel fans and i think we've been saying that ever since we had we've had madden He's known to be the madman, you know, he's doing, he's thinking outside the box or bring back 1980s baseball, whatever the fuck it is, <laughs> whatever it is. And so, and when he sits there and he does these crazy things, which is probably the one reason why we hired him, all of a sudden the Angels fan base, us included, all of a sudden we're in an uproar and say, fire Joe Madden, grill master. So it's, you know, it what do you want as a fan what do you want and how can you keep getting mad at this manager like that's why that's i i don't believe it was necessarily the wrong call like maybe potentially a different one i'm not too sure but when i look in the hindsight of it and statistically speaking i would have much rather given up that one run than potentially two three or four Mm so i I can't say that he was wrong, and I might have done the same thing if I was in a if I was in a management position. Okay, what if they would have lost that game? Because mm-hmm. I mean, that was a crazy comeback. I, I didn't expect them. First off, I didn't expect them to come back in the rest of the game, but they came back like the next half inning. Like the Rangers weren't even able to relax. I mean, if we just... lost, then we fucking lost. If <laughs> we right. lost, either way, you need to you need to hit and score runs to win mm-hmm. it doesn't matter like either way it doesn't matter if the score is zero zero it doesn't matter if the score is 10 to 10 either way you need to swing the bat and score runs so which is something that we lack most of the time and i mean 
you know, if we lost, then we lost. And I'll, and I'll take that as a manager, you know, what? be like, Hey, I thought this was the best call because this was going to be the less amount of runs versus, you know, versus what could have potentially happened. So mm. meh. Okay. It was just, it was crazy after that fourth inning that Texas had the angels came, came back and, uh, had five and then had two in the seventh. They hit five home runs, two by Otani. So it was good to see the power at least come back there. One double, but when you see Adele hitting and a Suzuki hitting his one a month and Walsh hitting his home run, uh, that felt a little better. But still the, the pride factor for me is like, hey, make him earn every damn run. You know? I get don't, you. Don't be a loser like that. It could be like a man thing to say. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I mean, and, and part of me thinks it's a um, analytical move. Like, <laughs> Joe was told, hey, you know, we're going to do things. If, if certain guys hurt us with bases loaded, walk them. Mm-hmm. A so man thing. Yeah. Yeah. Partly, but yeah. It's a male machismo thing. You need to earn this run. Fuck off. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, that's what Mark Langston said. I'm going to go by his judgment. Yeah, Mark was like, listen, I grabbed my crotch before I'm going to give up a run right here. I'm going to, you're going to earn it. So, I mean, yeah. I think, I think that's, I think that's what these, it, I guess I see both your guys' point. It's hard to give up a run because it is an ego thing. And then it also is a machismo thing. You're not going to, it's hard for us guys to concede about anything. So, and especially in a man's sport, that's even harder. So, yeah. That's... While we're on the subject, hold on, wait, now that I'm here, okay. I need to talk about one thing. It right. is completely off topic. It is nothing angel related. Okay. San Francisco Giants, oh, they're, yeah. female, they're a female coach. Yes. Love it that the fact that she was finally on the field after, I think, two seasons. Love that for her. Yeah. Why did they wait to do it when they were winning 10-0? Because <laughs> their uh, third base coach got uh, ejected. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> That's my point. Mm-hmm. Why did you wait to do it? She's already been on the staff and been on the roster for this team for, I think, two, maybe even three seasons already. Yeah, we I saw her in spring training last year. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Why did you wait this long? As I've it? said, Courtney, I, I'm clamoring for more women in major league wherever they want to be. You know, one day I want to see a manager uh one day i would love to see that so i'm down for more of that well here's my thing the disrespect i saw on uh i forget what sport was that or what page that was but it was one of the big pages that puts their links up on facebook and they had a picture of her in her outfit and at first their third base but in the background it was a strategically took in photo of the coca-cola bottle in the background and she's standing sideways and it looks like she has a huge Coca-Cola boner. Now tell me that was not purposely put on there. And it says in the headline, female manage, uh, female coach makes her major league debut for the Giants. Coca-Cola bottle is all I saw. I'm telling you, that's all I saw. I hate it here. I didn't see that. <laughs> I hate it here. I'm sorry. You know, I, I hated their uniforms. That's the bad part. They're, I know. I, they're, wearing, they're wearing the City Connect ones again. Those ones suck. That's the helmet that got sent to the Hall of Fame, and that oh. really sucked. Oh, the one she wore? Yeah. She should have wore the Giants one, yeah, the regular. 
those are OG. So, so I'm with you, Courtney. I, I'm not, I'm not being sexist at all. I'm just saying that was a, a terrible picture to put up there. It but was. I know, I know that was intentional. But it's a milestone. It's a milestone. I think it's we're a milestone s- nonetheless. But that's the whole point, though. It's just like it feels like that's the MLB's like little like sprinkle. Like here you go. Like there, mm-hmm. there you go. You, she's been on the roster for this many years. That's okay. We'll finally put her out there now. Shut the women up. And it's yeah. just like no. Like you guys waited until it was already 10-0 in the seventh inning like and she was only out there for I think one or two innings like no that's not that's not what we want that is not me as a woman I do not want that and you think I'm dumb enough to fall for it no I see what you did MLB I'm coming for you it's all Manfred's fault it is I know it is (laughs) testicle with hair (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's been called worse by his own players in his leagues, by the way. But uh, uh, one last thing on this game, uh, Rasil got in. The bullpen did great after um, the blow up there by Det- Detmers. Um, I think the – oh, one last thing I want to say about this game too. Um, Matt Vaskersian, this yeah. entire series, was calling things on a super delay. there, And uh, for whatever reason, whether it's contractually or the COVID thing still is affecting them, but that's terrible. I mean, it was a, a like Walsh hit one. It was clearly fair by like a mile. And he's all there's a long foul ball. And it's gone. How about that? He goes deep. I was like, come on, dude. Trash. Exactly. Trash. That entire <laughs> that entire weekend was horrible. Horrible announcing. We I saw a base hit get past the second baseman, and Matty V's like, and the pitch. And the you know the runners already going from first to third. Hey, it gets by the second baseman. I'm like, wow, you're late. <laughs> you know? It felt like, um, oh god, it's gonna sound racist coming out of my mouth, and I apologize. But Japanese TV, like when the mouths move oh, yeah. and you hear the voice later, yeah, that's what it felt like. And I was just like, that's not good. I don't like that. <laughs> you're there was a time that Garcia, I think, stole third, and nobody realized it until. They literally panned over, but it already happened on a, <laughs> on a while on a uh, on a still basically, and it was just like the hell. I saw somebody. I think it was on Thursday's game. But I saw somebody go. I was like, oh, I think he's at third, but nobody realizes it. <laughs> and it, I think it was Garcia as fast as he was. I saw it, but nobody else saw that. Nobody said it until after it happened, basically, like way after it happened. Oh well, we have a stolen base here. Yeah. And then their scoreboard was off the entire time. The outs weren't yeah. like all up to date. The runs weren't all up to date either, too. So terrible job by Bally's. But uh mm-hmm. yeah. So that was that was game two. Um that will move us on to game three, where the Angels tried to uh take control of the series, or at least try to. Uh and that would be a seven to two victory. Thor would come in and pitch a great game in this one. Uh, it was only three to two for one inning or for a couple innings, and the Angels added on a few runs late in the game. Had twelve hits. Texas again made some blunders, and the Angels bullpen was really good and easy victory for Thor. Thoughts on the game uh, three victory against the Rangers? I do have to say that when I was originally on the show. Um, I know I was very hesitant about Thor mm-hmm. when we signed. So I now have to eat my words. It's just two games. That, 
I'm glad that we have him. So it's okay. No, but I think mechanically and just like what he's been producing so far Mm -hmm. has been really good. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that was one of the things that I feared was that he would actually fuck up by this time. Mm -hmm. So, so, um, because I was actually at the Angels and Dodgers game when we first came home. So the spring training games, technically. And uh, I seen Thor pitch. Did a really good job there, too. Um, So I do have to say I like what I see from Thor. I think he's done really good, especially coming back from Tommy John. Um, So I'm very excited for the rest of the season, at least when those pitches. There you go. How's that humble pie taste? (laughs) Trash. (laughs) <laughs> James thoughts yeah uh, he had two quality starts so far and I, I can always remember Steve Fiziak saying quality start and it, I think I haven't ha- had a pitcher like that do this I know it's only two starts but it feels good to have someone you could rely on to go you know six innings like he did you know get some strikeouts you know scatter a few hits scatter a few runs but give your team a chance to win and that's all you really want. Uh, Bradley held it down very well. He had three strikeouts. And Ortega, who never throws a fastball, it's always change-ups and sliders. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came in to do a good job as well. So those two come out of the bullpen have been pretty solid so far. You throw in loop there as well. And it's all been going well. Tommy homered and, you know, everybody was back on his train. And, and then Taylor Ward uh, coming back from injury making his debut, uh, also hit a home run. It's great to see him. And I know, I think Courtney mentioned, you know, uh, you should have a set lineup. Uh, the Angels have a plethora of guys, you know, who could play outfield, infield. Mm-hmm. It's not such a bad thing, especially with Fletcher out, you know, with the hip, you know, 10 days, I believe. So it's just, it's a weird mix, but you either go with who's hot, I guess, or who's fresh, who needs a day off. So it's a good mix, but the, the tricky part is to uh, do the right move. Mm-hmm. And that's what Joe has to contend with every every game, sadly. But uh, it's not a bad thing. It's not like, you know, we're, we're putting out someone there that has to play every day. Uh, you've seen with the catchers, it's almost been like Stassi plays two. Suzuki plays one game, then it's back to Stassi for two. And you just don't really know what Joe's going to do, honestly. But uh, it was good to see Taylor Ward play, though. I I was really excited to see him make a season debut. Absolutely. And thoughts real quick. As we were hoping on the last podcast, the cowboy hat would be a thing. And it appears it's the Angels thing. And, you know, we've seen shopping carts, I think, in Boston or I think Chicago is one of those cities. And then you have like the chain, you know, in San Diego and the spinning chain or whatever. And you got all kind you know, some teams just have their, they do their thing. And the Angels have not had that, but now it seems like they do. But I'm hoping it's for Gene Autry, but they haven't come out and said that. So we don't know the behind the scenes about it. But the thoughts on them doing the celebration with a cowboy hat, do you think that's finally some chemistry in this ball club? Good. It is so good. Let the kids play. Like these are grown men. And I think even for me as a college softball player, mm-hmm. I think it, it can get tiring and repetitive to just coming into the same old boring dugout. You know, if you get a home run, like I wasn't a home run hitter at all. I think I only had two in my entire career that went over a fence. 
And, you know, like we, we didn't have anything to do. So I think it just makes baseball fun. Like, you know, kids, kids will see it. I know my stepson, he loves Otani, which makes his dad so mad because Nick is a Dodger <laughs> fan. I love it. But uh, I know he hates it right now. But, it, you know, kids see that. And they're just like, oh, you know, the cowboy hat, you know, oh, or a shopping cart, you know, like all these different things, you know. And, that, and so it's not only for the players, but, you know, like us as fans see it too. Little kids will see it, you know, with hopes of like, oh, I'm going to be a big leaguer being pushed in a shopping cart one day. Mm-hmm. You know, like it just gives... I think it just gives everybody like that nice little pizzazz and that nice little fun. So I'm glad that we finally have something. I hope we keep it. Um, and, you know, it looks like the guys have fun with it. You know, they dance or run down the dugout yeah. with hat on. It, I think it's great. I, you know, I think it's awesome. That's cool. And, and what about you, James? Well, we got the two Texas two-step going. I, I think they'll bring it in Houston. But the question is, when they start the uh, the homestand against Baltimore and Cleveland, I hope that they continue to have it. And if they do, hey, uh, maybe Friday you'll see me uh, with a cowboy hat. Hopefully uh, I'll find a white one somewhere <laughs> or a black one, who knows. But I'll, I'll wear one, and hopefully it will be a trend with, you know, uh, cowboy hats in the crowd. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, it's like Courtney said, I don't have to say much more than what she did. It's a thing that brings players together. It brings a staff along, and sometimes you need that, especially in the dog days of August or July. Uh, you need something to keep you going, and especially in a, in a pennant race, it's going to feel even better to have something like that. So I guess I'm all for it. I ju- the, the hope that it's, you know, honoring Ginatri, I'm kind of iffy about it. I still think it's just a Rendon thing and the fact he comes from Texas and he just has a cowboy hat. He's like, hey, why don't you guys wear this every time somebody gets on the run? That's all I can think of, you know, how it started or whatnot. I just think it would be great because if it's an Autry thing, that's like a a slap in Artie's face. You know what I mean? Because they're not like, well, what can we do to celebrate a home run in honor of Artie? Well, we can't have alcohol in the dugout, so there goes that. Let's go with the Cowboy. <laughs> I mean, that's that's all I could think of. But, you know, here's the hoping anyway. Uh, so game four was today. And against the Rangers again, they're closing out that series. And the Angels got another W. So the Angels knocked off the Rangers to take the series that, when it first started, did not look good. But they got an 8-3 to win. My complaint in this game, I only had one because the lineup looked good from 1-9. to nine. Uh, Everyone was hitting, including Velasquez and Wade, which I, was, I liked a lot. My only complaint was, again, not giving the pitcher the opportunity to pitch out of a jam and to get that decision so he pitched four and a third and was lifted with very few pitches thrown and mike myers just slid in there and stole that victory but other than that they won eight to three so i guess there's that we won yeah <laughs> we took the series i'm nitpicking okay i'm nitpicking <laughs> it's fine no it's fine um i mean it does suck to have you know the no decisions or like to have the decision go to like a different pitcher than our starter mm-hmm. um so i do see where that can you know be a problem or you know just kind of be concerning um but i mean overall win is a win right now and given the fact that uh how shitty we ended last season uh mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm gonna keep i'm gonna 
you know, be happy with this win. And uh, we won three in a row, Greg. Three in a row. You know what that means? It's a streak. Oh. And so, you know, we haven't done that in a while. So let's just keep it going, hopefully. I think two in a row was a streak last year for us. I don't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we're improving so much. And then Houston is going to come and crush our dreams. Oh, I hope not. Because last year at this time, we were seven and three. So now we're six and four. So actually, we're a game behind. But last year's schedule compared to ours and the talent compared to last year's is completely different. So we'll get into that. But James, what are your thoughts on today's finale against the uh, Rangers? It was fortunate, unfortunate for Suarez. Again, giving up five hits and three on runs, three, three strikeouts, three walks. Uh, this was a good confidence booster for Myers, though, to get the win. His ERA uh, is blooming right now, 33.75. Oh, wow. And he was struggling out of the gate. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe this will make him make him feel a little better you know hey you got the win you didn't do i know you only got two outs you and you walked one but hey uh you got the win and then it was good to see herjit come in and pitch two innings and uh barrera come in and hitch to pitch two innings as well mm -hmm. and herjit with five strikeouts five out of the six outs strikeouts that was awesome to see he was also kind of struggling especially in the uh beginning series there mm -hmm. and you have Trout with a double, then you get some other clutch hits, you know, uh, Duffy and Mike Trout there. And I think the only blemish, of course, is the Mike Trout um, injury there where he turned in to the slider that came up and hit him flesh. Uh, I know everyone's taught to turn away, but for some reason, I, I, I'm trying to figure out, maybe Courtney can help me oh, out. Take with it like a man. I don't care where it hits you. Yeah, <laughs> usually okay. You you go back. You don't. Yes, normally you're supposed to turn yeah. the opposite way. So but... that was a, again. He'll be day to day, and you know we'll see what happens. Courtney, anything else on that one? Take that shit like a man. Rub some dirt on it. God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. I mean, out of all pitches that could have hit him, at least it was an 81 mile per hour slider and not like a 99 mile per hour fastball so true true so oh, the what? other exciting thing today mm -hmm. which i thought i would never see today a good friend of ours andrew heaney got a win with the Dodgers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what that that is disgusting me in the very first starts like I swear to you, as much as Courtney, myself, James, and everyone on this page was ripped that guy for so many good reasons. Wow. He he pitched a shutout in Minnesota, and then he pitched a shutout today, too, with 11 strikeouts. Three walks and 11 strikeouts? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, my God. This is a guy who had, like, a 40 ERA with the Yankees last year. He had, he like, he had like, a 29 ERA in spring training this year. I thought, oh, man, I can't wait for him to get lit up. Look what he's doing. I'm happy for this man. No, okay. no. <laughs> Do Everything not the Dodgers touch turns to gold. I swear. It's like Turner, Taylor. Yep. You know, all these guys coming from bad situations. And Cast offs. It's just amazing. It's something I wish the Angels could do, whether it's scouting, it's coaching. I wish no, we hurt people. <laughs> <laughs> 
and we have your dreams the batting coach you know has nachos or the hitting coach plays pokemon or whatever it is the dodgers are out here doing their work and all that just it just makes it worse you come to the angels when you want your hopes and dreams ruined yeah Mm -hmm. you come here for an inflated paycheck and then you could just be whatever you want to be, like average. And then you can go to Disneyland when you're done. Yeah, there's no accountability. It's like, oh, free tickets to Disneyland? Shh, I'll sign. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. So that was the Texas series. And, you know, there's some pluses and minuses as we all brought out in this one. Uh, they get the win today and didn't have to go to Iglesias. The bullpen was solid, like uh, James said, but we're now moving on to a Houston series, which to me is the show me series because Houston, um, they show made our, well, I mean, show me as far as like how, how we can get some runs off this team. Cause we're going to face Valdez who owns us. And, 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 uh, I think we have a good chance against, uh, what is it? Um, in game three, it's Bertu. Uh, what does it know? Odorizzi pitches. And then game one, I'm forgetting who's pitching for Houston, but we have Luis Garcia. Oh, Luis Garcia, who's pretty decent. But we have, you know, uh, how it's set up is uh, who leads? It's Otani, right? Otani, Sandoval. No, Sorensen. I'm sorry. Lorenzen. Lorenzen. Why do I want to call him Sorensen? I'm sorry. What? I don't know. He looks like a friend of mine in high school. I'm sorry. He he was a good pitcher. Lorenzen with the Vans. All right, Lorenzen. Lorenzen. Mm -hmm. Jesus. We saw him Monday against uh Florida. Miami, yeah, yeah. So we have we have we have Lorenzen and then we have uh Sandoval and then then it's Otani, right? For game three. I think so. I think so. Yeah. But that the one I'm looking yeah. for in this series forward to in this series is Sandoval Valdez. Uh it just depends on how Madden's gonna let him if he lets him go more than four innings. But uh, dude, that's a really good lefty-lefty matchup. Thoughts on this series with Houston? Do you think this is being overblown as too big, or is it too early? I think we need to keep calm, <laughs> play some baseball, but we're going to drop this series one and two. Oh. Um, Because we're not going to get it together. We're not going to get it together. I think James has, t- has touched on this. We have a lot of options when it comes to outfielders, when it comes to infielders, we have a lot of utilities. I think for us, for some reason, this is a negative because it's too many options. Mm. There's too many things to play with. There's too many lineup, you know, lineup positions. There's too many positions in the outfield that you can put people in. And I'm sorry, but Matt Duffy looks like someone's dad that they just pulled out from the stands and was like, hey, can you play baseball? Come here. Like, I, I'm i not saying he's terrible. Obviously, I think he has one of the highest batting averages on our team right now. That's what saying, I... He just, he looks awkward. Oh, but beside God. the point, there's too many options. Okay. There's too many options that we have. And I don't think all of our options are going to click well in this series and kind of like for the remainder of the month. Because mm. we're still playing a lot. We're still playing about who can go where, what kind of lineup will work. I think we just need to get something set and we're not going to do it this series and it's going to wait till next month. Okay. So then in, in your opinion, then which game do we win out of the three since you're calling one and two? I'm pulling for Sandy. Sandy. Sandoval. Oh, okay. Okay. That's the most challenging game right there. Cause Valdez, I don't know what it is, man, but that guy is just brutal against the angels. You can't hit him. 
So I'm I'm hoping you're right because I would like to put an L on his record. What what you got, James? I, I think uh, I'm gonna go the same with uh, Courtney. One out of three. Sorry, Riley, Chris. Uh, <laughs> I th- I think they win the third game with Otani shining, at least going six. It's a, a earlier start too. The Angels have an off day the next day, and then they come home for the uh, seven game uh, homestand. And then I don't think they have an off day until, I believe, May 14th. I'll have to check that out. So I think they're going to cherish Thursday coming up. At any rate, yeah, I I think the pitching for Houston will be too good. Um, But the hope is that they get to their bullpen. And again, without Ryan Presley for this series for Houston, Mm -hmm. you hope that the Angels could get to the starters, get to the bullpen. And with everybody out of place in that bullpen, uh, hope to shake that up and get some late runs and, you know, hopefully walk off with two out of three. I, I don't think a sweep's going to happen. I'll, I'll be shocked. But, again, I think one out of three. And uh, But I, I hope the Angels, you know, channel the inner James Brown. They need some revenge, need some payback need some get back from the opening <laughs> four game series which was just you know awful we were I was there the first two oh, games yes. and you know Saturday they got the win but Sunday felt like a letdown instead of the split you get a you know you lose three out of four and you just don't want that to happen you want to take two out of three you want that sweep so uh without trout too I'm guessing and it'll be a tough task so I'll say one out of three I'm going to buck the trend here. I'm going to go two out of three. I'm going to, I'm going to channel, channel my rally, Chris. Oh, okay. uh, I, I think <laughs> – I actually think they're going to win one without Trout, and then they're going to lose the Valdez one with Trout. And then the Otani one, he'll probably play to a no decision, and someone will have like a huge mistake by Houston to allow a big inning, or we'll get some big-time home run in the clutch. So I'm 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 hoping for a two out of three. Let's go, Angels. <laughs> that's where Ryan Presley. That's where I, I hope that they get to their bullpen without him. That's the only way that I see two out of three. Well, it would be quite the accomplishment, don't you think? If they can get two yeah, out of three, especially with what happened in the opening series and what's been happening the last you know five and six seven years. Yeah, I'm at a loss for words. What's wrong with you, happy-go-lucky people? <laughs> Where's the like the trauma and the depression when we could, when we go to Houston? I want that. I want those fans. We all need to band together. Well, well, I'm t- I'm telling you, Courtney, we had so much of this last year. You were there, time in, time out, where we tried to be focused, and there was nothing to be focused or cool about because it just seemed like everything was always going wrong for the Angels. We had so yes. every every time we'd be like, oh, this guy's coming off the IL, like three others would go down. Uh, so I'm trying to be as optimistic because you know us all on this page. We're all very pessimistic about this team. We're, you know, we're, we have that defeatist attitude, like, okay, how much are we going to lose by tonight? And then when they win, we're all excited, you know, like, like shocked. So I I think, you know, hopefully this continues to be something that's going to make us feel happy and and not be such a downer because we, (laughs) The last few years have been really hard to to watch. Mm-hmm. Ass. Exactly. See, and it's good. You know what? 
it's going to take a lot. Um, I hope you angels are listening. It's going to take a lot for you guys to persuade Courtney. So you kind of got me a little bit. James is coming around. But Courtney, you need a lot more persuas- persuasion. You need to cater to her a little yes. more. Yes, you do. I need mm-mm, send it my way. Exactly. I need persuasions, bargains. I don't care what you have. Giveaways. Yeah. <laughs> need your blood, sweat, and tears. There you go. You need to show her something, angels. Exactly. Damn it. Not impressed. <laughs> well, with that being said, real quick, I want to touch on uh, what do you guys think um, coming up here? The remainder of the month goes as this. <clears throat> I'm, I'm just going to skim through um, the games real quick. You got four or three game series with Baltimore, three a four game series with Ohio, and then you go on the road to uh, Chicago and Boston, which I think is the hardest set back to back that we're going to face for a while. Because after that, you got I'm just going to go through May real quick. You got the Nationals who stink, Tampa Bay who's always good, so there's three right there. But then you got Oakland who's been purged. You got Texas again, Oakland again, Texas again. And then the Blue Jays. Do you guys think we – I know I'm thinking way ahead, but can we be close to maybe double digits over 500 by the end of May? If no. were... <laughs> what are you I'm, talking about? I'm channeling my Roger Lodge right now. I'm trying to think positive and thinking that we're going to win every game 152 to nothing. If you don't shut the hell up. Yeah. <laughs> What are you talking about? No, I just said it. I just said it, Todd. There's too many options. Too many options to play with. We got Duffy running around playing God knows where. We got Velasquez and Wade sliding off of bases because they Jack. don't know how to grip. And yeah, Captain Jack is down the shitter. No. No, Rendon, I remember, oh my God, I remember when spring training started Uh and they said, oh, Rendon's health is up and down. And I was like, what, what the fuck does that mean? Up and down, (laughs) up and down with your health. What do you mean? And I think he went like over three in that game. And then me and my mom were like, this must be a down day. (laughs) I guess so, right? (laughs) No, just no. I'm not saying we're going to suck. We just might suck less than we do right now. Okay? okay. That's all I'm trying to say. I don't know if we're going to go 500. We'll probably be two games below that. But no, you're putting too much hope and faith in this team. I don't know what happened to you, Pansy, while I was gone. <laughs> I don't know what happened to everybody when I, while I was gone, but no, I don't like this right now. You no. see what you see what happens when the voice of reason on this page is gone just for a little bit? We become <laughs> We become halo honks. I'm going to order my shirt. Halo hunk. Pansies. <laughs> you pansies. That's what everybody turned into. Oh, yeah. Sitting in the 600s with my halo hunk shirt on. Go, Angels. 50 games Halo-hunk. above 500. What, what? <laughs> <laughs> the day I become a halo hunk is the day that I die. <laughs> At any rate, uh, yeah, I think one out of three against Houston, two out of three against Baltimore, a split with Cleveland. And then probably, um, I would say we get swept by the White Sox. Uh, That's a four-game series, a swing-around series, by the way, Friday through Monday. Swept by Boston. What? Uh, uh, 
two out of three against Washington unless Nelson Cruz goes off. Swept by Tampa. Uh, split against Oakland. Uh, split, or what is this? Uh, yeah, two out of three against Texas. Uh, two out of three against Oakland. And then probably uh, oh, Texas for a two-game series split that. And then most likely lose three out of four to Toronto. Wow. And then the Yankees come in May 31st. So I yeah I have no optimism and I hope it's a jinx that that doesn't happen what I mentioned but we need to save this clip we need to I save think so. this podcast and remember what James said because I I didn't even say any records I just said we might be below two that's so a tough five. damn road trip going Chicago and Boston you know cold weather cities and good teams I think you just put us five or six games under five hundred. I know. It's like because yeah. I look at I look at that Boston Chicago one. I'm like, dude, if we can take three out of seven, I think we're okay. Because I mean, those are tough games. But we go, we do any worse than like we're two and five, one and six. God forbid, oh and seven. That's terrible. Three. I want to come out here next time and be like, told y'all. <laughs> and then look, Oakland. Oakland's back. not doing too bad with you know. Their Salvation Army team, whatever they have left, <laughs> they're uh, they're doing pretty well. You know, I'm really shocked, and they're getting contributions from people we don't know. We'll know them next month. It's odd we don't play them until May, but that's what the lockout did. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I'm trying to be optimistic, as you know. I mean, I'm look. I don't want to go into full in. I'm pissed off mode till I really have to be. And until they give me reason, like I've rode Joe Madden a few times on here, just railing him about his decisions, but that's what I've been, you know, the worst I've been able to say besides, you know, and it's mostly him that I'm on, but I don't want to get on the entire team unless I have to. So I'm, I'm holding out hope that we could still raise W's and, and stay above 500, especially after April, because if you've looked at our schedule beyond that, which we'll get into on another show, uh, June, July are gonna be a bitch. I mean, there are some difficult games in those two months. You so want to hear my win, win and loss for that one? No, we do not. <laughs> want me to do it again? No, <laughs> it's not that, James. No, we don't want to hear it. Okay, let's get to the end of this month. How about that? Let's God. Win. Keep drinking that water, James. Is there water in there? You need to flush oh, yeah. out vodka, vodka. You got to flush out the toxins from the day today, man. Jesus. <laughs> Don't you know that I'm toxic? <laughs> oh. Oh no. You know he did that, he man. did that to me the other day on a podcast and uh Fernando told me that was like one of the funniest things that he had done. Uh What was what was what was the saying that you did uh about the burger? Remember, uh, you, you oh, did that. tell me why. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> that was for the Big A Burger. By the way, you could get at the Big A. I think in two sections you could find it. Look online for that, Angel fans. Because it was completely random. He was like, "Hey, so try the burger. Give me your um your reasoning behind like how good it is." And then I said, "Oh, it's like a," because he says five being the best. And I said, "What's well, a six out of, you know, six out of six? And, you know, it's higher than a five. It's that good. I think it's really good." 
And then he, and instead of saying, well, tell me why that is, he used the whole NSYNC song oh, reference. He's all, yeah. oh, Backstreet's all, tell me why. But it was funny. It was in the moment. It was, you know, out of nowhere. So I'm in a dark, dark place. <laughs> Good night, folks. I thought you were about to say you're in a dark room. Like, I don't know what you were expecting. Well, I can make that happen right now. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is going off the rails. Ooh, there you go. Listen to the show like this. <laughs> you should have. It would have been more. You look like a ghost hunter right now. You, it would have been creepy. Right? I'm a creep. Oh, no. That's yeah. not. Okay. More uh, song references. Well, let's yeah. end this show. Let's end the show. Uh, any final thoughts, real quick, uh, before we get out of here? Anything? Anything else not song related? Take um, two out of three, please. Take two out of three with Houston. Um, I don't know. I still have the 66er ball. From we last season, okay. oh, Jesus, um, it was signed with a couple of players from last season. Um, so I don't know how we're gonna do this. I've kept it safe and sound this whole time. So okay, there's that. They'll have to, we'll have to have an auction or something like that or some kind of giveaway. But that's cool. Yeah, and then let me see. Oh, I added my Braves banner. Uh, That's what I was going to say. What is that back there? Yeah. Braves banner. So I have my Angels one, and I have the Braves, the championship banner. Uh, and I think it's really fucked up how they just, like, axed Freddie Freeman after he spent 15 years on that fucking team, wasting his life and soul. And now all of a sudden they look at Matt Olson as if he's some savior. And I'm like, wow, that's really fucked up. So, but yeah, so that's my championship Braves banner right there. The question is that a troll towards Nick? Yes. It All is. right. Thank yeah. you. My girl. My girl. I love it. I always like to cause dissension. I, uh, love it. <laughs> I do too. Um, so yeah, I'm done. I'm done okay. now. How about you, James? Simple mission, but it's not really simple in Houston. Win two out of three, come home and do well against lowly Baltimore. Hopefully win three out of four against uh, Cleveland and uh, go on the road and uh, try to be positive. Let's just say that. But uh, need some get back for the opening series for sure. Absolutely. I agree. Well, that being said, you've been listening to Halos in the Infield on the Halos Baseball Network here. Halos in the Infield Baseball Network. Please like and subscribe to the podcast and uh, all our endeavors on the website. Check it out for all the content. And uh, like I said, if you leave a five-star review, it's kind of kind of cool. Leave your your uh, handle, whatever uh, social media you're on, and we'll get you back something nice for spending the time to do that. So with all that being said, again, if you like uh, Courtney, please beg her to come back because we sure do miss her. We want her to be regular again. And uh, oh, yeah. Even though, yeah, even though she's a manager right now, we got to pry her away from her responsibilities. Because who needs responsibilities when you have a podcast? Exactly. I'll just throw away my life for this podcast. It's fine. There you go. That's the spirit. And then James does the pregame shows, and he's an occasional contributor here on the podcast as well as live. So please check him out. Give him some love as well. So for Todd Fox, take care, people. Good night, ball bags. <laughs> <laughs> nice.